0: Hello, everyone. I'm so happy you're here. Thank you for tuning in to the Modern Psychic Podcast. I'm your host, Naomi Hague. Let's get magical. How are you doing? I'm doing awesome. Thank you so much for being on. I'm so excited to have you.
1: Oh man, I'm I'm super excited to be here. I really have been thinking about it um over the last couple of weeks and just yeah, I'm I'm super pumped to be here, really.
0: Oh, awesome. Well, you are amazing and so I'm like, okay, yeah, we definitely have to have her
1: on.
0: <laughs> so, this is Joanna Wyatt. She is a trainer, a coach,
1: competitor, a bikini competitor, competitor. <laughs> bikini competitor. Yep, figure, a yep. uh, figure competitor switched to bikini compe- competitor because the girls are just bigger now.
0: <laughs> oh,
1: all right. Okay, I had to change categories.
0: <laughs> yeah, so she's all about physical fitness, physique, mindset. Um, her company is called Impact Academy. How long have you been in business for
1: quite a while now? You know, this is a pretty significant year for me. I I actually started coaching back in 2003. So this marks 20 20 years that I've been, yeah, yeah. So it's it's actually like a pretty surreal year for me. It's been pretty cool. But as far as Impact Academy goes, um, we have been doing that for four years. So prior to that, 16 years moving, um, my late husband who passed away was in the military. And so we lived all over. And whenever we moved, I just, you know, worked at the the gym or I just found a place to kind of fit. I did that for about 16 years. And then, um, then I decided to start my own business about four years ago. And that has been probably the funnest, hardest, you know, you know, all the things as being an entrepreneur, it's, it, it challenges you in ways that I just don't think anybody, anything else can.
0: (laughs) I totally agree. And you know, going to school for business for so long. Like they just barely mention that little piece in there. Yeah. Everything else is so cool about being an entrepreneur. Like you do all this and you get all this and you have all this freedom and you can, blah, blah, blah. but they're like, but yeah, it just takes, you know, a certain kind of grit. Mm.
1: That
0: little teeny piece that they give you, yeah. and then you go out thinking, This is amazing. And then you're like, wait, what the fuck? What the
1: heck? I know, right? I kind of look at it like having a baby. Like I remember when I had my very first baby. I've got five kids. So 13 years ago, when I had my first baby, I remember laying in the hospital being like, oh my gosh, I can't believe anybody didn't tell me how hard this was going to be. And the reality was, is they did. I just didn't know because I hadn't experienced it, you know? And so I think it's, I think it's like that. Like you hear a lot of business owners and people talk about it, but until you actually get into it, you, you just don't know um, the magnitude of self-awareness that you have to have in order to uh, run your own business. And it it takes a lot of humility, time, failures, just learning, coaching. Oh my gosh. But um, it's been one of the biggest growth, uh, parts of my life I feel like is just being able to run my own business so
0: right oh I love I love the way you said that yeah I totally agree so talking about your business I kind of want to get people a background story as to why you started on your your physical fitness journey in the first place like why were you drawn to physical fitness and, and wanting to, you know, start coaching other people on that.
1: Um, my, I I love, I love that question because, um, that question for me is something that I get to connect with on with my clients every single day. Right. Like when I hear their stories, it's the same, it was, it's my story. It's the same story, which is, um, I, I found myself waking up one day feeling really crappy about who I was. Um, physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, all of it felt like I was just scared to wake up the next day. I didn't like where my life was at the the moment. And I didn't like, because I didn't like that. All I could anticipate was that waking up to that every single day. So like I tell my clients that a lot of the times anxiety tends to be a future-based emotion, which is, oh my gosh, what if I have to do this every single day? What if this doesn't change? this can't be my life. And that's literally where I was, but I also was living in a lot of depression too, which is sometimes, which is more of a past based emotion, which is, I wish that wouldn't have happened. Had that not ever happened to me, I wouldn't be here. It brings a lot of guilt, resentment, shame, just anger and just overall unhappiness. And so I was really living at that place in my life. Uh, The reason I I love Naomi, (laughs) because we both have like this love for, intuition and spiritual connection and i think that when you don't know how to interpret and you almost kind of fear your own power you don't want to admit that you're actually really in tune and you're intuitive and that you're um you actually have your own answers right yes. um you just don't want to hear that because you're not used to trusting yourself and so back then 20 years ago, that's where I was. It's like I knew that something was wrong. I knew that I was powerful. I remember having those conversations with myself and saying, this is not me. I'm actually a fun, high energy, risk taking, bold, impactful, inspirational. I'm strong. I but I was feeling all of the opposite emotions, right? Which was I was feeling weak, scared, more fear than faith. I was just, I was just really not showing up. Um, in my own personal power. And I wasn't showing up, uh, showing up authentically to who I was. And so if you're listening to this, you can probably relate. If you can relate to that, that's, that's all that's happening. It's not that it's like your life is falling apart. You really have just kind of walked away from um, who you naturally are, which is um, those better parts of you. Right. Um, And so long story short, I started seeking Because when you feel like you're, you don't have something, you start looking for something. So when I have clients or or women that I work with, I've worked with hundreds of women over the last 20 years, maybe even thousands, I should say a lot of them say the same thing. So I just would like to have more peace. I'd like to have more freedom. I'd like to have more discipline. I'd like to feel better. I'd like to, it's all of these things. And so they're, they're searching for something, not realizing that they have peace. They're just not choosing it. Right? They actually have self trust. They have um, intuition. They have self discipline. They have all of those things. They're just not choosing it because it's a choice. It's not something that you just like bring it. Now you can develop it, just like as an entrepreneur. Um, you can, the, one of the best things you could do is sit down and say, I'm really kind of sucking with my discipline right now in eating all the crap and not eating what I should. I should be more disciplined, but that discipline is already within you. I, I say you, you you kind of pull a thread and then it unravels and that can either make you feel nervous and then you just, you don't want to touch it anymore, or you'll keep pulling and pulling and pulling and let it continually unravel. And to the point where you're in this huge mess, like I've watched Naomi's over the last several years and I love it because I've, I've watched her and she's like, yeah. you know, I feel like I'm in this big, huge mess. Sometimes it's just like all of this, it comes crash. It feels like it comes crashing down, but when you're on the other side of it, you look back and you're like, everything had to deconstruct in order for me to rebuild back up.
0: Right.
1: So that's, that's where I was at was just, I needed, I needed a complete deconstruction of everything that I had chosen to believe about myself, everything that I had chosen to show up as in my life. Nobody forced me to do anything. Nobody pushed me. Um, we, we love to play the blame game, but it was a 100% sit down, take full accountability and responsibility. And that deconstruction process is painful Mm -hmm. and it's hard. And most people don't want to do it, but if you're willing to do it, you find the best parts of yourself amidst all of that. And you remember who you are and then you can start reconstructing from there. But until you go through that deconstruction process, it's like, Going into a crappy home that nobody wants to like live in, and thinking that you're just gonna go knock out a couple windows and paint some walls and you're gonna fill it home. You're not. You may have to bulldoze that house all the way down to the studs, to the foundation. And then, and then, and yes, there's work on the front end, nobody wants to do that. But then you can build it back to what you need it to look, feel like, and live in. And that's the process that I had to go through. 20 years ago. And it was, it was painful. I cried every day. I I did. I cried every day.
0: <laughs> so I love everything you said and the way that you said it, like you're a genius with words. <laughs> and I just want to dive a little bit deeper into the, the next step. So mm-hmm. you, you got all this information, you, you had this inner knowing that was wanting to come out Mm-hmm. And you had, you know, the vision of what that looked like. Okay. I have to change. I have to reconstruct. Mm-hmm. Then what, like, what were the, what were the steps? And yeah. even, I guess, more deeply, like, yeah. what was that inner strength that you had to pull from each time? Like yeah. after you cried every day, you know, yeah. what was that inner strength or, or inner What were you tapping into to get that energy and that drive to keep moving forward?
1: Well, I actually, I'm super glad you asked that question because this, um, 2022 was a a really significant year for me. Um, I had a baby in uh, January 2nd of 2022, and then my husband passed away, um, in August. So eight months later, and I had, I found myself at 41 with five kids, Scared out of my fucking mind. Can I say the F word on here? Like, just literally, like, just I like 2022 brought me to my knees, and it was a similar experience to where from when I where I first started in in 2003. Right, um, those two significant um, places in my life were very similar, but it has been so interesting for me and how I've handled this harder, maybe, maybe I shouldn't say harder, but just different, like a different hard, um, the way that I have handled it has been so vastly different because of the skill that I have built over the years, right?
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: so, so the question is, is, you know, where do you find that, basically what you're saying is where do you find that inner power you're talking about transformation. You're talking about getting to a place that you want to be. And my question or my answer to that is that I feel like most people start out the same way, right? I think most people start out saying, well, if I could just lose weight, then I would just, I would just feel better. Well, yeah, that's true. That's probably maybe one part of that, but so many people put so much emphasis on that being the thing, right? And I did the same thing back then. Um, I was almost 50 pounds overweight right out of high school. And so I was scared. Like, you know, I'd heard of the freshman 15, but not like 50. And I was scared. Like, I I remember asking my mom and my mom had no answer for me. She just said, I don't know. You just should eat better. And I was like, oh shit, what does that mean? You know, like, I don't even know what that means. And so, but there was a deeper problem going on. Very, very deeper than just the surface of like just need to lose weight. And it's almost like I knew it but i didn't know how to fix that and so i felt like if i could fix losing the weight then it would fix that right because they've got to be connected somehow and so i think the majority of women do that they think if they could at least look good then they're going to feel good on the inside because we we simultaneously think that those work together mm-hmm. and they i guess they could and they should but it's not always necessarily true i have a lot of friends that are you know fitness people and they're very obsessive right. and they, they have no flexibility and they live in a very strict stringent and, and almost like a perfectionist world. And so even though they might look the part, they don't feel the part.
0: Mm -hmm. And so
1: I did the classic. Um, I just want to look better so that everybody doesn't know that I'm falling apart because I feel like, I felt like if everybody could look into my soul, they would be like, Oh my gosh. And so I think that most women do that. They're suffering so much on the inside that they just pretend, right. They just pretend that, um, that it's only such a, it's just, you know, if I could just lose 25 pounds, that's that's all I'm dealing with. I'm like, that's not all you're dealing with. Mm-hmm. That is the outside part of, of whatever it is that, you, that you're dealing with. And so I think that um, as women, we should just realize that sometimes um, that's okay to take whatever step you need to take just to get things moving. There's no right or wrong. I think if that's one of the biggest lessons that I've learned in 2022. I had to get a mentor, This last year is my life was literally falling apart in front of my eyes. And and I'm way open to talk about that story, um, this part of it. But I was literally watching my husband fall apart in front of my eyes and there was nothing that I could do about it. Nothing. And so um, all I could do was worry about how I was responding to life and how I was showing up in life, which is exactly what I was not doing 20 years ago. Uh-huh. it was everybody else's problem it was if she hadn't done that to me then I wouldn't be here and if I if she had made that decision that it's because of her because of this and what I didn't realize is my reaction to how life was playing around me was the problem I was the problem and because I know that now and I know what I'm responsible for it has been so much easier for me to just navigate through the hard shit and to just, do it. Um, not perfectly. I have my days where I'm still on, I've been on my pantry floor with the door shut crying and thinking, Oh my God, I like, I, I don't know how I'm going to wake up tomorrow and do what I'm doing, but I'm able to pull myself out so much quicker where before it would just drag on month after month, after month, after month. And then pretty soon I was like, wow, I'm like 20 years old and I'm depressed. That's weird. I don't want to be that, you know? And it just, we, we really just are not self-aware, right? So this last year for me, when I worked with my mentor, one of the biggest things we worked on was that there's no wrong emotion, right? There's, there's no right or wrong. Like, I think sometimes as women, we think that we have to be always strong and always happy and always energetic and always like, so that, you know, but that's not true. Like, if you're angry, then be angry and figure out why you're angry. If you feel abandoned, why do you feel that emotion? And there's no right or wrong. And so that really helped me this last year. Had I had that information 20 years ago, that would have really helped because 20 years ago, it was put your head down, get to work, be a happy person, always be positive, always, always always these perfect things. And whenever I felt any kind of other emotion, I would feel guilty, right? Well, what I didn't realize is feeling those emotions was a part, those quote unquote negative emotions were necessary for my healing. Uh I needed to feel pissed. I needed to feel angry. I needed to feel abandoned. I needed to feel resentful, bitter. I needed to feel those so that I could understand what, what I even needed to heal through Uh so much of it. It took me so much longer to heal 20 years ago because everything was just be a happy, positive, energetic, inspiring person. And don't don't worry about anything negative. and, And that's not how you heal you feel everything and then when you feel everything then you choose and when you feel and then you choose you understand that you're empowered and that's the difference now i know that so i could feel the negative and the positive and then i got to choose okay. and every time i chose i realized that i'm a fucking badass and that nobody breaks my spirit i may crumble for a bit but I, at the end of the day, get to choose and I'm in charge of my life. And so, but it all comes down to wanting to be self-aware, wanting to feel certain things, wanting to be in charge of that. If you don't want that, you will have to continue to play that victim game and that everything just happens to you and not for you. Therefore, you'll never be in control. You will never, ever, ever get to really choose what your life looks and feels like. So there's a trade-off, right? Right. You can pretend and avoid and not feel, which is, you know, I guess that's nice. You don't have to feel all the crap that you have to go through. But at the same time, that avoidance and um, that fear of the unknown and like and not choosing that, you still are gonna feel pain. Um, I have a saying that I tell my girls all the time that life just has a way of cycling you back to the lessons that you don't want to learn. So every time. Uh, one of my clients says to me, I just feel like I'm really good at starting and then I get to this point and then I stop, or I'm really good at this and then I just, you know, I can't do this. My question is always, what's happening at that point? Like, um, if that's a continuation and a continual thing, you're not learning the lesson. So let's talk about that and let's move you through that process.
0: So are, there, are they afraid of their inner power? Yes. What will happen when I break through this?
1: It's so true.
0: Who am I going to be then? This mm-hmm. is who I've known for all exactly. my life, yeah. but I'm so close and I feel that mm-hmm. there's a breakthrough right around this corner right. because I don't know that version of myself and yeah. I don't know the power that she holds.
1: It's so. it's so true. Like if we, you hit the nail right on the head, like I was more scared of that better version of me than I was, um, of anything else. And, and back then I didn't understand that. Right. It was just, I don't want to be this way anymore. And I thought I was more scared of that. Um, which I, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe I guess it was just scared that nothing, nothing was going to change, but I tell my girls all the time. I'm like, you're, you're not, so you're not scared to hit your goals. Cause you, you know, you've told me that you've done this before you've hit lost a hundred pounds or like, whatever, like, you know, that you can hit goals. You're scared of what maintenance looks like. You're scared of what the next level of living looks like, because it feels so unauthentic and just scary, you know, but we, we don't get to experience. Like I, I love, um, my favorite universal law right now in my life is the, the, just the law of polarity, right? Like, um, I tell my girls all the time that like, you will only get to experience life as far as you are willing to swing over to a different side of thinking, feeling, being, right? So if you're only willing to just change just your water from soda and just working out, you know, two or three days a week from not working out or, you know, just losing 10 pounds at the 60 pounds you need to lose until you are willing to swing to other levels, you will have no idea what's on the other side. It's the women that are willing to take a big jump and a big risk and live on the other side of polarity, which is the opposite of what they've been doing, that you will actually get to experience big things. So for me now, like whenever I feel fear, which is all the time as a single mom, five kids still trying to deal with like my husband's death and everything that happened with that. Anytime I feel fear, I actually am grateful because it reminds me that. I get to, I get to choose courage, right? You don't get to experience courage without fear. You don't get to experience joy, unless you know what it's like to not live in joy. You have to be able to recognize both, but we always want to be courageous and bold and, and happy and inspirational. And I'm like, what about the times where you were not the inspirational one, but you were the one that needed to be inspired right? Like that's the connection there. And so we forget that the lot, like this universal law of polarity is so beautiful because it it allows us to be both on the receipt, like the the giving end and the receiving end. But it it is very much more of an internal struggle than it ever. um, That's why I had to go and start my own business because I kept working for gyms and I kept hearing the same problems and it was the same thing over and over and over and the same answers over and over and over. And I'm like, we're not getting to the root cause for these women of what they're really struggling with. Mm-hmm. And so when I built my business, I built it around the same pain points, the same desires, the same um, aspirations, the same things that that the majority of women need. And, and really at the end of the day, when someone comes to like my business and they say they need help, all they're saying is I need help. I need you to help me get back to who I am. That's it. That's all they're saying. That yeah. That's that's the definition of transformation is literally getting rid of the parts of you that that no longer serve you, that really are not you and getting back to the core of who you are. And so Naomi's right. Like it's it's just, you are so terrified of your own power and showing up as who you are because of whatever rejection you felt or, you know, fear behind that. And if you, if you could focus on getting back to who you are, everything else falls into place. That's it.
0: So good. So, so good. And there's so many things that I could just like dive into on what you just said and, and just spend hours just like.
1: You we talk about.
0: <laughs> right. Oh like, oh yep, that's a whole thing. And oh yep, that's a whole thing right there. And and we could, yep, definitely dive into that. And I think that kind of going back to what you said, in you know, when women first decide that they want to change, you know, they just focus on their body and like if I lose this mount, then I'll be happier you know I think I'll feel better about myself and I, I I agree with you too I feel like you know sometimes we just when we have things inside of us that feel out of our control because we don't understand it why I don't know why I'm feeling this way I don't know why I'm feeling depressed at 20 I don't know why I'm feeling you know these emotions that are just, you know, stewing inside of me, but I want to do something on the outside. Um, It, I feel like we start with things that we can control. Since we can't control our emotions, we have to dive into them, into the waters and let it teach us things. And you know it it can throw us in all different directions and we don't know how to fully navigate those and it's it's just depending on the emotion and the circumstance and all these things like there's so many variables and we usually start focusing our attention on okay well what can i control right now mm-hmm. to to at least make me feel like i can be in control but yeah. then again going back to what you said you know where some women start that way and then they they lose that weight and then they say okay i'm still not happy yeah. i still have these feelings i still you know whatever and i do believe that it is that pairing mm-hmm. of you know it, it's part of the journey as you're doing these things that you can control you also at the simultaneously need to be yeah. working on the emotional aspects that come with it so that you can really clear both things, it's
1: really, both it. It, it's, it's so true. Like it, it all comes back to, if you feel like you're quote unquote, losing in life in whatever area of your life, it, it simply comes down to, to your reaction, how you react based off of what you're feeling and what's going on around you. It, it literally is just your reaction. I was talking to one of my clients just the other day and she was, you know, talking to me about how, you know, she wishes that she was going faster. or She was whatever. And I, and I, and that she'd lost double the weight versus, you know, however much she had lost at, at this point in time. And I told her, I said, um, number one, don't just dis- ever discredit your journey, right? Like you are exactly where you are supposed to be based off of your emotional state and what you are willing to listen to and receive and comprehend end of story. Cause if you were meant to be further along, then you would. Um, secondly, the journey is what you're actually wanting. You just don't realize it because you're not at point B, right? But when you get to a different level of living, that's all that it's ever about is it's not about changing everything. It's just about getting to a different level of living because your life can fall apart at any moment. Like I started 20 years ago because I was so broken, so broken. I had literally just had, um, I, I was, recovering from a home invasion, um, an attempted rape, and the man was going to prison. He was a rapist. He had raped other women. Um, he broke into my apartment in college, held a knife to my throat, um, tried to rape me. He actually bit off two of my fingernails. Like it was a very traumatic experience for me at the age of what, like 19 or whatever it was. Um, and a lot of it was just, I kept thinking there was something wrong with me. You know, why did he choose me? I'm that because I'm so weak because I'm, you know, and, um, so my reaction to what had happened was what put me into my tailspin, not the actual event. It was my reaction to the event. And so, you know, fast forward 20 years now, I've had an equally hard thing happen to me, but because I've built my skills and I've taken, um, I want to take personal accountability and I, because that's how I want to live my life. Cause I have more freedom there. It's still painful. Either way, I'm able to react differently than I did 20 years ago. And so my perception and my reaction is what keeps me afloat, but that is something you have to learn. And some, that is a skill that you have to build because you have to, you have to learn to stop being so reactive. You have to stop and think that doesn't mean you can't fall the fuck apart every now and again, you can, I still do, but you gather it up a lot faster. Right. And the story that you tell yourself based off of events is everything. I could have easily walked away from this event in 2022 and been like, I knew it. I knew my life would, you know, here I am halfway through my life with five kids. No one's going to want me. Me and my kids are only baggage, you know, like, and just this whole sob story. And to be quite honest, I think that the majority of the people that know me would have let me play that story because it's a sad story. It's a, it's a sad story. It's a very hard, sad story. I think the majority of people would have literally sat back and been like, I don't blame Joanna for falling apart.
0: Right. I would, and and they would probably, I I would do that too. I would be that too. Yeah, absolutely. She has
1: every reason to be on the floor and feeling like, which is valid,
0: very valid.
1: Very valid. Like it's hard, it's hard, it's deep, hard stuff, you know, it's hard. And, but, but I also know that like, I don't want to do that again. I did that 20 years ago and it took three years of my life, Mm -hmm. three years of my life. And, um, and it took me three years to realize that I, no one is coming to save me. Like, I remember one of my very first aha moments, three years after my attempted rape, my life was not getting better. Um, in fact, I was more bitter, resentful. I was 50 pounds overweight. I was so unhappy, but, um, the universe had given me a small window of opportunity. Um, and I got accepted to a college at, in Hawaii, like chance of a lifetime shouldn't have gone, except it was meant for me to heal. And, and, and it was like the universe giving me an an opportunity. And so my life should have been better. Right. like living in Hawaii and it wasn't, it was just the same, but I was just living in a different state. And I remember actually laying in bed one day and thinking, oh my gosh, no one is coming to save me. Anytime I bring up my situation, people are sad for me. People connect with me on it. And then that's it. Right. And that was my very first, like, you need to fix something, Joanna. Like this is,
0: this is a, you need to fix something. And And so when you, when you got that insight, this is the part that i love and i'm curious about with people when they are that attuned because you know it it was probably a divine mm-hmm. you know inspiration you, you say the universe is like opening up a window
1: and they're how- everywhere all the girls, everyone's getting them <laughs> not just right. me
0: but how did it how did it come in for you specifically did you just get this knowing did it kind of show up as like almost like a like a vision like on a whiteboard Mm -hmm. where it's like okay you are here Mm -hmm. look at all the things that kind of happened Mm -hmm. or are happening and it's given you a picture love
1: that question um the answer to that is I was seeking just like everybody else I was seeking seeking something outside of myself right seeking something that like I felt like I had, had so many losses and so something felt like it was off I was I was open and I was seeking, and I know everybody that will listen to this podcast will understand what that feels like, because you've been in moments in your life when you're like, there's gotta be something else, something more like, I just need something. I need something in my life. Like every single person on the, that will listen to this podcast will understand what Naomi and I are talking about. Cause it just, it's a feeling like there's just something I knew something was around the corner. I knew, I knew I needed something. And because I was open to it, I heard some girls down at snow college, which is some, uh, small college here in Utah. I was walking to school in the snow. I hated it down there. That's where I was almost raped. And I had taken a year off and then I had gone back to face my fear after that year of like recovery and like tons of recovery for a full year. I I slept with my mom in her bed for an entire year. And um, anyway, so when I was walking to school, because I was open to it, I heard some girls talking about this college in Hawaii. And when I heard it, um, my heart, like, have you ever had your heart just kind of burn a little bit? Mm-hmm. That's intuition. Like that is, that's an answer. That's intuition. We've all oh had day. that. This yeah. is something
0: to pay attention to.
1: Something to pay attention to. And I was like, Hey, I'm like, what are you guys talking about? Are you guys talking about a school? And they're like, yeah, there's a Hawaii. Have you never, I've never heard of it. I'm like, no, I've never heard of that. Called the school. And they said, you've got to have your application. And by tomorrow, oh. five and I was like, what are you serious? And they're like, yep, that's the end of the day. So I, I skipped school that day because my, my heart was so on fire for that. Mm-hmm. And um, by that's,
0: that's I, a thread, that's one of the
1: threads that you started. It was a thread, but it all starts with seeking, right. And then, and then hearing or feeling that intuition. And then the third part of that is courage. It's courage. It's, it literally is nothing but courage. And If you're listening to this podcast, you have to remember that like you don't get to experience courage without actually being in fear at the same time. It's not like you, it's not like all of a sudden I was like, I'm gonna have a ton of courage to just apply for that school and somehow find the money and hell to the no. I called my mom and she was like, You will never get into that school. And I was like, I don't know. I I just I just I'm just gonna apply for it anyways and just see what happens. Like I had courage. Despite the fear, I was so scared the whole time. and once I got in, I couldn't believe it. I was still scared. I still almost didn't go. but it just it was just like the inner intuition that was like, I just I don't know, I just gave it a chance. and um, that's really where I felt like uh, a lot of my healing. I needed to be in a different environment, different people, different, just everything for me to for me to be open and receptive to Joanna, it's time for you to take control of your life you know? And, um, it's, but so much of it is just what Naomi said. It, it just is just seeking. Like if, if you are having the thoughts and those feelings of, God, I just hate where I'm at right now. Like I don't, there's just gotta be something else. Like I know that, that I'm actually a pretty open-minded, whatever kind of person that you think that you are, that you're not showing up as that's how it starts. I was in such a broken place at that time. That the thought came to me, so here's another fun fact. Um, I wanted to start uh, working out because I had so much anxiety that I thought, well, maybe if I just start like getting on the treadmill or something that will kind of help keep me calm. And so I got a I got a job at the gym at college. I didn't work out. I didn't feel like I belonged there. I was the towel girl. I was the girl that took IDs. I was the girl that went and opened up the gym at four am so everybody else could work out. But I wanted to be there because it was just higher energy, right? It was like, it was the energy of people like looking better, feeling better, being in control. But yet I was at the gym and I was working there but I wasn't even utilizing it because I didn't feel like I belonged there. And so when people tell me, well, this is so easy for you because you've been doing it for a long time. I'm like, are you kidding me? Like I had to start exactly where everybody else had to start, which is no belief, no skills, no understanding, no knowledge, no muscle, no strength, nothing, Mm -hmm. but I, I was willing to work for it over time. And so, but being in that broken place, I remember thinking if I could just maybe feel better on the outside, maybe I would feel better on the inside because that's how broken I felt internally. And so that's why I eventually started working out eventually was because I just, I couldn't see anything getting better for me on the inside, because I, I had started to believe that I was just a depressed, slow energy, like low energy, um, timid girl, even though I knew that I wasn't, you know, but I, I didn't want to be seen. If any of you guys have had any kind of sexual trauma, you know, that the last thing you want is to be seen. Um, you don't want to be, uh, I don't want to be victim. I didn't want to be victimized again. And so guess what? I lost it, I gained 50 pounds. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be seen. Don't touch me. Don't desire me. Don't look at me. Don't think, don't think of me sexually. And so it was a way of protecting myself. And what I didn't realize back then was I was actually causing myself more pain than I was even protecting
0: myself. Right. Because then you were also telling yourself that you were this person and you, you are not desirable and you are not this, you know, because you became that because I became, that's how I was showing up. Yep. I want to go back to what you said about, um, when, when you were, um, when you started working at the gym and I want to dive into this piece just because of the things that I've experienced with what I do, you talking about, you know, well, I was just the towel girl and I just did IDs and I didn't even work out, but you knew you were drawn to the energy of that space I feel like even that right there was a very divinely guided memento for you. And it was like, once again, here's your sign. Mm -hmm. Notice how you feel in a certain space. If you are constantly being drawn to a certain space, that is divine guidance. That is trying to show you that, you know, eventually this is a path that you continue to thrive in that environment you want to be in that space all the time like that is like an energetic hub for you to oh so true feel renewed and you know it's it, it lights your soul up to just be in that energy of that space I see you at the gym all the time and that's I know how much you love being there like even when you're not helping
1: it's other people feeling now, you know, like it's okay. just, it's, it's more than just, just working out. It's, it's like, it's a reminder for me daily of how far I've come and, mm-hmm. um, and how strong I am. And that at the end of the day, um, I'm choosing and, and I lo- I love what you said Cause I say that to my girls all the time too. I say, if you have a desire for this, it doesn't go away. Mm-hmm. It's meant for you. Yeah. And once again, the, You're university- Yeah, the universe will continue to recycle this in front of you until you choose. And we did a a power team call the other day for my girls. Every Friday we do um, like a group coaching call and we're talking about decision making and that if they would start to look at their lives as in decision making as either a yes or a no, and no, no more fence sitting, just yes or no. And if you do say something like not right now, it's still a no. Mm -hmm. It's still a no. It's not a yes. It's, it's still a no. And when you can look at that, you can actually look at how many different parts of your life that you try to place on hold or avoid or um, pretend that you don't have to play a part in that game or however you want to play it. And that's how I look at my life right now. It's just a yes or a no. There's just no fence any, anymore where I, I avoid it. And I sat on the fence. I'll get, I'm going to get to it. Yeah, I know. I I know I need to do it. It's something that will be good for me, but I, I'm going to deal with this first and then get to that. No, right. I'm going to say no to this right now. And maybe yes down the road. But it, it if you could look at that, it's just a yes or no. It'd really help you.
0: Yes, <laughs> I love that. And so. Oh. Does it, does it also kind of feel the same when you get a yes? Do you get kind of a burning in your heart or what do you, what do you consider a yes for yourself?
1: Most of my yeses feel scary. Like most, uh-huh. I most of the things that like, because I mean, here's the thing, like, uh, I was actually thinking about this yesterday when I was driving, I was thinking, Joanna, I'm like, you need to remember that. Um, cause I'm like anybody else. I really like to know what I'm getting myself into. I like to be able to, um, I like things consistent. I don't like change as much as, you know, like I really just like to know like everybody else, but every single morning that we all wake up, we have no idea how our day is gonna turn out. We really don't. And so instead instead of trying to develop the skill of controlling everything, which is what everybody wants to do, we would be far better off to just develop the skill of being better reactors to life, right? You don't know. Even though you got your kids up from school, you don't know if that school is going to get shot up. You know, someone's going to go into the school and shoot a bunch of kids. A couple hours, like you have no idea. All you know is you got up and you were, felt like you were in control because you got your kids off to school, and and so it's so much of what I feel like I've learned in my last twenty years is just my reaction. And when something does come my way that feels like, oh my gosh, I should do this that I should trust it. You know? Um, I, I remember w- I was living in Florida and I was working at a gym and I came home from, from work one night. So this would have been about eight years ago. Cause uh, I go off of my son's Rocky will be turning eight in March and he was born in Florida. So seven or eight years ago. And I came home, I told my husband, I said, i I quit the gym today. And he's like, you quit your job. And I'm like, yeah, I quit the gym today. And he's like, what's going on? Are you okay? And I'm like, I'm just not happy training anymore. And he's like, really? He's like, what's going on? He's like, you've always trained. I'm like, I know. I have no idea what I'm going to do. I am I'm, I, was just like, it once again, but I knew I was seeking just like I was 20 years ago, right? I was seeking and things fell off. Things felt like not quite right. So I started listening. And um, even though I didn't have a, a next move, I listened to my first move, which is, I'm not happy. This place, every time I come here, makes me feel ugh. Mm-hmm. I go home and I take it to home to my family and it just drags through my whole day. And so all I did was I just listened to that very first voice, which was, or just, I just listened to myself. I just wasn't happy. So I yeah. quit, I had no For idea sure. what I was going emotions, to. you listen. Yeah. to
0: your emotions.
1: I listened to my emotions. Mm-hmm. And uh, just like I did 20 years ago, so I listened to my emotions. And, um, not avoiding. Right. So if you're listening to this podcast, ask yourself, like how many times do you feel something? And then you push it down and you try to avoid it because you just don't want to deal with it when dealing with it, though painful for a period of time. Had I not done that, I would still be working for other people and not have had the experiences that I've had in the last, you know, um, now it took me four years Four years. Well, about three years. Cause I took a year off to be like, oh gosh, what am I going to do? My life's falling apart. Oh my gosh. Right. It took about three years of dabbling and doing my own things, my own kind of coaching, my own kind of thing. And then in the last four years, actually establishing an actual business with continual revenue, continual clients, um, having coaches, having like a team. But so, you know, I've been on this journey for seven or eight years because yeah. I listened to that one, that one voice. Has it been hard? Oh my gosh, you guys. So hard. Like I want to give up all the time, all the time, but I, I don't know. Like it's, I think you just choose your hearts too. Right. Don't you think Naomi, you just kind of choose your hearts
0: Absolutely. Yep. And just- one thing, and I was even talking to my mom about this this morning, actually, um, that, has come up, especially now, because I feel like in the last few years since 2020, and even even a little bit before, there's just been like this collective undoing and unraveling of beliefs, of structures, of foundations that we've built for ourselves and as a collective around how things should be, how things should be managed. Um, and I love astrology and so we had a huge astrological uh, alignment that happened you know in 2020 to to kind of or I think it was 2019 or 2018 to kind of start this yeah process mm-hmm. um, of deconstructing so that we can reconstruct and we're seeing it you know on on our outside environment but also within a lot of us are you know, panicking or or did panic because we were like what is all this like what is happening why am I all all of a sudden Ah. not enjoying my job not enjoying the things that I used to not not you know feeling good about things Mm -hmm. that I used to be okay with you know and and what is this and and it was like our emotions just wanted to to come out into the open and now we've taken a lot of time to just sit we literally had to sit for most of 2020 you stay in your house you listen to to your emotions the universe is very you know and making us do that because we never had to do that before you know we were always taught to be busy and to stay busy and to to be surface level stuff like you know action oriented and now this is a complete shift into emotions and um, into inner Revelations. and now I feel like we're at this point of rebuilding. Mm-hmm. and you know, we've spent time um with our multras and we're, and some of us are still really practicing like it's it's a it is its own journey in itself that I feel like is not going to go away anytime soon. I feel like this is going to be the norm yeah and we're building the we're building the foundations to be able to do this. Yeah. as many times as we need to, just like what you said, you know, well, with your husband and everything, like I have built up these skills to be able to move through it differently than I would have 20 years ago. And yeah. so we're rebuilding these things. And now, you know, we're at a point where it is going to be more common for us to have to come with have to say, you know, how do i feel about this what am i feeling because we are i feel like entering into a state of unknowns and you know things aren't yeah. you can't just pick a career and have that career for your whole life anymore like because there's so many unknowns even within companies now and you know like and so we are having to readjust all of these things and so i love how you're talking about how to do that and how to restructure and how to come within and how to learn how to trust yeah. thats the biggest piece if i can trust the information i'm i'm feeling or seeing or yeah. hearing then i can actually take that step in trust and say okay i don't know where this is gonna go but i know it it can't be what it's been. And I know I have and because I've been seeking and asking. And here's a thread saying, here, pull this. Pull it and see. Yeah. This feels good to you. Yeah. Wow, for some reason I actually like being in this environment and I'm just realizing it, even though I've come to the gym or come to this environment multiple times and I don't think about it, but I really have always been drawn to this yeah. over and over again. And now I'm, you know, starting to sit with that a little more and be like, well, why do I like that? And, oh, well, it, there is a deeper meaning behind it. Mm-hmm. I kind of had that same thing of like where you were at the gym and you were just like, I love being in the energy. When I get frustrated or when I feel like I can't quite get a handle on all the things going on in my life, I like to to go and sit like at a university campus. Oh, it doesn't, doesn't matter what university campus. I've always loved school. I've always loved being at school. I've got four college degrees. So, I obviously love school and and it's just like but I never really I I always just thought it was because it came easy to me, you know, and yeah. um but as I was driving to my alma mater college campus um in Logan, Utah, Utah State University, um I was driving there and I was just kind of ruminating about that. Like, why do I keep driving to the the university? Like every time I have, you know, some big things that I just don't know about. And so I just kind of threw that question out there. And then the universe, as I was driving, it loves to bring things into me as I'm driving and show me things. So, and then it's just started showing me like, look at the campus, and so it kind of showed me a picture of the campus, and I'm like, yeah, like, that's what the campus looks like, and it was like, but look at what the energy is underneath the campus, like, it, look at the energy, like, it's actual hub for knowledge,
1: like, that's what it
0: means. People come in to receive knowledge, knowledge is created within, and knowledge is given outwards like it is a literal hub of energetic knowledge for for people to come yeah so of course you feel comfortable being in that because I have also realized for myself that I am a natural teacher like I receive information I love to receive information and then I love to express it and explain it to people so I I I receive information and I give out information and I create my own information based off oh, of other information. Love so it. I resonate with that mm-hmm. energy of the same energy that yeah. is in the, at the universities, you know, like that's doing the exact same thing, but in a bigger yeah. space. And so it's like, that's why you like to go and plug into that because it energizes me. And it's like, ah, this is where I'm
1: but what an interesting concept. Like I, I I love listening to you talk too. I, I think that um and that's probably why I was drawn to the gym too, because I think when you live a life um where you feel like you don't matter, right? Or like um I grew up in a very, very tight-knit religion too, which I'm not a part of um anymore. That's a new thing for me in the last couple of years. But it's always about um uh, that you know, the only thing that matters is just your spirituality and and people before you and you know, and service, even if it drives you into the ground. And I just don't think that anymore. Like I, I, I literally believe that I am at the center of it all, that my life is about me, that, that I'm not, um, well, I was a wife, but like, like a wife, mother, like that those are stewardships, right? Like that's not who I am that I was Joanna before that. And so my perspective of myself has vastly changed. And that's probably why I was drawn to the gym too, which is that I let, I love to seeing people spend energy and effort on themselves.
0: Mm, I love I that. Oh, that just lit me up. feel like
1: I could. Do you know what I mean? Like, I probably felt like um, that there was something about that that was wrong. And that if you were to do that, then you were vain or you were, you know, doing things that weren't really worth your time. Well, I can't think of anybody on planet earth that deserves my time, effort, energy, or money than me,
0: mm-hmm.
1: period. But the majority of people do not believe that the majority of people think that if they will just feed into other people until they are, you know, driven into the ground, or if they, if they just pretend that they're happy when they're not just to make sure everybody else is okay. And I'm like, you, we really have no idea how much actual damage that does to everything, to the flow of life, right? Like me, me putting myself first is the most selfless thing that I could do for my, my five kids after losing their dad. Mm-hmm. I am, I am what they have. Yep. I am an absolute non-negotiable. I am. It is so important that I am physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually healthy and stable. And so I talk to my kids about that all the time. My kids know that it's not just the gym. It's, it's like that I I'm eating as good as I can and I'm taking care of myself and I cry on the treadmill if I need to, and I do what I need to do because I fucking matter. Mm -hmm. And if you're listening to this podcast, um, I think that, you know, if you don't see that you are the most important person in your life, I think you should sit back and ask yourself if you're even on your own team, Are you literally even on your own team, do you literally care if you get what you need to get out of life? Because it really is about you. Yes, it really is. It really, like my life really is about me. And, and I, I know that now, and that feels so much more authentic. And I tend to have more momentum. The universe draws people to me that, that I'm ready to receive from the universe puts people in my path that are ready to receive for me versus pretending that I'm okay and falling apart and just, you know, putting myself on the back burner because now my husband's gone. And, and so I just have to bleed myself dry to just take care of my kids. Like your perception and reaction is everything. Mm -hmm. It's everything. And if you're literally not getting what you want out of your life, It is simply because your perception, belief systems, and reactions um, are not putting you at the center as the most important person in your life. You care more about what your mom thinks and everybody in your church thinks about you. You care that you're whatever, you know, you, you, you're avoiding, you're hiding and, and you're really suffering for it. Mm -hmm. Right. And, Um, I have a, I have another thing that I do with my girls in my academy. And I tell them all the time, there is no success in silence. One of the best things you can do is literally be willing to be seen for who you are right now in your journey. Like when I first started 20 years ago, I wanted to hide until I lost all 50 pounds and I was this completely different person. Well, guess what? I lost 47 pounds. I did my first bikini competition. It was the best that I'd ever looked. All of a sudden, I started getting asked out on dates. Um, I went home for the summer from Hawaii back to Utah, and everyone in that knew me was like, "Oh my gosh, what are you doing? You look so good!" And I could not handle the feedback. Mm -hmm. And so, what did I do? I gained fifty-five pounds back. Oh wow! Yeah. Because I wasn't emotionally, mentally, and spiritually connected and aligned with who i actually believed that i was. I was once again trying to pretend just in a better body, right? In a more fit body. And that was my very a, a big lesson that i had to learn was that there's no pretending. You can't have what you're not willing to be. That's it. So if you feel like you can't have something, it's because you're not being that. You are simultaneously peace and chaos, <laughs> hatred and love fear and faith. Like you're all of it. Like you're every single emotion. It just, what are you going to choose for the date? You can't have what you're not willing to be. And so my advice, my final advice, cause I know that we're almost done with this podcast is be yourself. And if you don't know what that looks and feels like, that's okay. You probably walked away from yourself a long time ago. So did I, so had Naomi, like that's very common, very normal, but, um, I would not try to do it like on my own because all you're doing is bouncing your own thoughts with your own belief structures and your own interpretation. I am where I am today because I've had people like um, mentors, trainers, coaches, people that I could bounce things off of and say, this is what I think. What do you think? And they're like, no, 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 this is, let's talk about that. And then I was able to reconstruct my belief system. That's not something that happens sitting just on your bed alone until you get more skilled, like Naomi and I are, where we can have better quality conversations with ourselves. Right. And actually have a conversation in our minds rather than just reiterating in beliefs that don't help or like, but that's that once again, that's a skill that is a skill and that takes time.
0: Right. And it, because you're literally building a relationship and relationships yeah. take time, even if it's with yourself.
1: And you were saying earlier, like self trust, if you have those intuitions, like we're talking about, and you have that burning in your heart and it's something that you know that you should do, every time you don't do something with that, that literally takes and breaks up your self trust even more.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And if you want to build up self trust, you have to be willing to jump into something, not knowing how it's going to turn out, even if you fall flat and it doesn't end up being what you think it should be or, um, whatever, but like, at least you felt something, you you were seeking something, you felt something, you did something with it, mm-hmm. which means you, you built your self-trust, but every time you seek something, you feel something and you don't do something, you, you just deteriorate your self-trust.
0: Right. Yep. So, so good. So, mm-hmm. Tell us where we can find you, where we can follow you, where if people resonate with you, they can sign up for coaching with you. Like, how do we get in touch with you?
1: Um, we are on Instagram. We're under um, Impact uh, Academy Fitness on Instagram, and then you can follow me just on Joanna jepson Y on Facebook. We do, we do. We take, we take clients. We have our whole coaching team, and um, but what we do is we walk our girls through uh, usually a sixteen-week program that is designed to um, deconstruct your belief systems, right? Help you understand that you're more empowered and more, more in control than you ever thought you were. Um, and then we make you, the the, the thing that makes us unique, I, I believe is what we make you part of the decision-making process. So yes, we will tell you what you need to do to hit any physical goals that you have, but we also are very, very, Um, careful in making sure that you're a part of that decision-making process, because if your coaches are always the ones that are making the the decisions, when you get done, who's empowered, you are the coach. coach. I love that. We always make sure that when we make decisions, we, you understand what we're doing, why we're doing it and how it's supposed to be played out so that you, because at the end of the day, if you don't have a different feeling during the process, right, you, We all we all work in life based off of how we feel. If we don't feel like doing something, then we usually like I'll get to it tomorrow. And so, how you feel doing the during the process is vitally important to help you understand and get a whole get enough of a structure where you want to continue to do it after the sixteen weeks, right? So, if you if you are dragging your feet and you're like I just I've always hated exercise and 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 that's your that's how you feel. Good luck making that a lifetime commitment. And so. We really focus on the mindset, how you feel and your understanding of the process, because we want to, I want to create leaders in my 20 years. I think I've helped maybe 15 ish, 16 people become personal trainers and coaches. I'm very interested. And as we continue to grow as an impact Academy, I'm very interested in helping to create more coaches, leaders, um, because we want to have an impact. We, we, there's, there's so many people, there's just so many people to help. So many people.
0: Uh, I love it. And I'm so glad you're, you're taken up and, and yeah, building that for people. And so mm-hmm. building that offering and all the wisdom and all the amazing energy that you have, like, so mm-hmm. good. So, so good. Well, I love you, girl. Thank you so much for being on and yes, definitely reach out to her. She is amazing. And you will definitely be a different person you'll be transformed with with Joanna for sure.